It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My game is nice. I can still rhyme without two minus to the back to power price. Might even do it twice. You see, I spit precise power and pulling paragraphs that are penetrated to a dead land and make your mind expand. Make you understand that it's a very so hot between sling and rock and trading stock. Teach us basic economics. Buy low and sell high. Your price is turn where demand meets supply. See, most of us don't want to admit it or even hear it, but see, being a drug dealer is a pity with the entrepreneurial spirit. See, capitalism breeds capitalists. But this demand for a product is lead, somebody gonna supply it. So they got the right mind, it's the wrong grind. Cause you really, even Eli Lilly sell drugs of all kinds. Been on the word about packing knives and tablets, phone line. They got politics and public opinion on their side. See, the only way to survive in a society is to have a hustle mentality. As long as you're working for your money, your money's not working for you, you'll forever be a slave. Bill Gates did not stack all that cake, just sitting around waiting for a promotion and a raise. And now I got the whole game on lock and ain't worried about prison time. So if you can flip a 60 to an ounce and an ounce into a kid, and it seems to be no reason to me. You can't exert that same amount of energy and learn the hustle downs on industrial. So you need to be fucking with that NASDAQ and need that cracking loaner. You can just invest in a duplex home and rent it to two different tenants and use the rent money to pay off the loan at half the time. Or you can continue to grind it and hustle them drugs in the streets, but peace. It's about what you got, it's about what you keep. You see when that task for a sweet best leader taking the cause, the remnants, the beats, the cast, the crib, and the platinum Jesus piece. End up getting sentenced to a ten piece and get released and try to look for peace, but you can't get you a piece. Cause that felony on your record got you marked as a beast. You gotta go back to the streets, you can copy a piece, so you can take you a piece, and that's why the streets don't see peace. Yes, one of the many business cycles of compromise and struggle. And I understand we can't all do it like Dr. Heaps of Hustle, so don't stop hustling, just change the hustle. See America's design for to get rich. There's a million of them ways for to get paid off in this bitch, and most of them is legit. Find the market you want to talk about the service and do a product, and your revenues might do expenses going to equal your profits. This is basic economics. As long as you have the haves, you will always have the have-nots. So it's up to you to decide whether or not you have what you got. And if not, you got the concoct supply that's going to raise your stock. Be willing to hustle and grind from sunrise to sundrop. And believe me, ejaculation is the only thing that comes easy. And too many cats have played a lot of everything. The stock market is too risky. And through all these young stick-up artists like to watch the drug dealers make you take it, you really wasting your time, your talent with strong arm tactics. People just a little practice, you can fall in the footsteps of some of these corporate execs like the slick cash from WorldCom and Enron who robbing their own employees for their stocks, they bonds and retirement funds and didn't have to come off a scheme and have to roll a duct tape but not even a gun and they still walked off with about three or four hundred million and that's why Ice Cube was talking about when he said the bigger the cap, the bigger the pillar and pin strokes and public opinions, the only thing that separates the good guys from villains and that's why the cops can make the blah hot even when you just tell it. Now I know I speak form with a whole lot of defining, but it don't matter who said or how it's been said, it's still basic economics.
Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney. We are so excited. I know I have Ms. Jacqueline Taylor-Adams, who is taking care of business behind the scenes. We want to say hello to her and hello to Jason Moore. We have a fabulous show today. And if you heard earlier, you heard Basic Economics by HBO's deaf poet, Tommy Bottoms, laying it down. Today, today is episode 18. I can't believe it. It is financial Juneteenth. So today on Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney, I want to engage with our guest, Rahia Shabazz, and I am so looking forward to this. Now, Beyond Talk today goes beyond talk to compel you to strategically do. This radio show is about the business of doing and I am a personal brand, personal media strategist, and we are mixing strategy and tech together. And today we're mixing financial wisdom together with our guest, Ms. Bah- um, Bahia Shabazz. I am not going to mess your name up, ma'am. I am. <laughs> Let me read your bio. How are you? <laughs> I am well. How are you? I am wonderful. Now, Bahia Shabazz is a personal finance expert who helps you reach your goals by holding you accountable while improving both your self-worth and your net worth. She's a leader in visualizing and maximizing your growth. As a business owner, financial planner, and columnist, Bahia empowers you to clarify your goals, change your habits, and not place limits on your financial growth. She is also the author of multiple self-help and financial literacy books, including the best-selling Women Building Wealth. Welcome so welcome to uh, Beyond Talk right here, Shabazz. Hello. Hi, how are you? It's, I, I, I'm uh, here. It's, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here on your show. Thank you for having me. I'm so I'm so excited to have you now. Juneteenth Financial um, Financial uh, Wellness. I know this is what you talk about, and you know how did you get started in this? This is such so timely. You know we are all having our own issues, and and I know you're here to help us. So how did you get involved in this financial literacy? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I worked um, in a global financial firm for many years, and uh, in that role, I was one of the VPs in investments as well as retail financial services. And for years, I sat in front of people and collected their checks, no matter how big or small it was, and invested for them. And after some time, I said to myself that I needed to be in a position where I can educate, especially our people, as opposed to just taking this check and putting it away and only speaking with them once a year or whenever I needed to boost my commission. So I decided, long story short, I decided to um, start my own um, business in 2008, and it was so funny because I went home and I told my husband, and he asked me, where was my plan? And I showed him, and he said, look, you're very smart. I need to see a contingent plan. I'm like, what? Are you serious? So I showed him my contingent plan, and he was supportive. And we, we opened our doors in 2008. And the, the goal was to make sure before, before we did anything that we educated everyone on 
what investment was, but um, prior to that, to to discuss budgeting and saving and how you can improve your net worth by first discussing your self-worth. Because I completely uh, feel as though it's correlated. If you don't feel good about yourself, your money is going to reflect it as well, uh, which is why I'm excited about talking to you today and talking about Juneteenth Financial um, because it's so unfortunate that we are still enslaved to our dollars. And um, I wanted to sit in front of people who look like me um, and, and, and discuss how can we dig out of financial burdens. And in addition to that, we started um, just last year, we started Brown Girls Do Invest, which is a nonprofit organization where we teach 12 years old, all the way up to 112 years young, how to invest in the stock market, mutual funds, REITs, and have multiple streams of income. So it's been very, very productive, just educating and investing, um, not just financing, financial, but investing in their, their well-being as well. Wonderful. You know, I want to make sure that our audience knows to call in. And if you are in our audience and you want to ask, Ms. Bahia Shabazz, a question about financial Juneteenth, please feel free to call in. Our number is 646-716-7994 and press pound one to speak. Now, you know, Bahia, being in, um, you know, an African-American, we are really not so um, free to share our financial, um, our financial health with other people. Do you find this to be one of the main challenges? What What do you feel um, holds us back? Oh, absolutely, this is a challenge. It, you know, it's amazing that we will talk about um, our hair, we will talk about cosmetics, we will talk about our love lives, our children, relationships, and everything else before we disclose about our money. And I think we've been taught to be so secretive and to live by the, the old tale, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And sometimes we treat our money like the boogeyman. If we close our eyes, then it will go away. And if I just can make ends meet, um, I will be okay. But we have to realize that in order to address the problem, we have to encounter it. We have to face it head on. If you were to go to a doctor and, and they ask you, what's your illness? They don't just put a Band-Aid over a wound and just say, okay, that's it. They treat it. And that's how we have to do with our finances, whether it's debt elimination, um, increasing our savings, or even learning how to invest our, in our retirement and maximizing. We have to discuss it. And we will, just, just sitting in front of a lot of men and women, that I encourage them to have weekly financial conversations because it does open the dialogue to talk about financial goals and also to see if you are on um, the, the, the same, have the same interest when it comes to your finances, as well as teaching your children how to discuss finances so that we can stop that generational curse of being in debt do that uh, and 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 get the ball rolling with disclosing what it is you want 
and you need when it comes to your money. The more you talk about it, the the deeper the relationship is when it comes to your money. Just like with any other relationship, you have to court it in order for it to be productive, in order for you to fall in love with it and become familiar with it. You have to court your finances, and that means learning what it means inside and out and what you should and should not do when it comes to your dollars. Well, that's 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 saying a mouthful, and I know that you know being able to to articulate what it means to to have money, what it what you know, much, I guess money is associated with power, and so when we talk about money, we're talking about power. When we talk about lack of money, we're talking about lack of power, um, both um, spending power and um, you know, literally, it's it's you know, this is important almost as oxygen in most cases. So how, and, and because we're, we're a show about doing, what are some of the things that, um, practical things that we can do to, to begin? Uh, we have the conversation. We're going to we start courting uh, our money. But what can we do to, um, to start the process of building financial health and wealth? As, as, as simple as this sounds, and, and I'm serious, Faith, when I say this, it's starting to change your mindset. Because you were mentioning about the spending power. We have spending power. Look how much we spend in trillions of dollars each year. And we spend mm-hmm. our money toward labels and toward things that we believe define who we are, which entails continue to enslave us. And when we are enslaved financially, we are held captive to it with employers in, in companies that we are not satisfied with. We're held captive to um, debt that we have, and we are held captive to these labels that we invest in and not invest as in purchasing, purchasing the stock, but invest in as in, let me buy this Gucci belt or um, these Jimmy Choo shoes and, and this Michael Court handbag, um, when in fact, the first thing you need to do is change your mindset and actually start believing that you are worth getting out of debt, you are worth building wealth, and writing down exactly what you owe. You would be amazed when, when, when you ask someone, what do you owe? How much do you owe? Or how much do you want to pay off in debt? And they say, well, I want to pay off all my debt. Well, how much is that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And changing the mindset first is literally listing all the liability that you have. If you really look at that number and see that you are $275,800.22 down to the penny in debt, that makes you feel a certain way. And it makes you start thinking about, okay, let me start looking at my net worth and how I can increase my assets. And it starts $1 at a time. You do not look at how much you earn. You look at how much you can save. There are people out there making six figures who can't even afford a can of soup because they're spending Mm. far more than they bring in. So when you change that mindset, you start looking at your liabilities, and then you start comparing it to your assets and how you can increase your assets and lower your liability. That is a start. But you have to really start addressing that changing your mindset. Who, who, who am I? Why am I buying all of these items? When I go shopping, um, why do I buy it? How does it make me feel? And if you start writing down literally, um, even taking a receipt 
and I've done this myself. I've, I've held on to a receipt for like six months, and I went back and looked at that receipt and circled items that I had not even worn. And I started adding it up. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm spending hundreds of dollars on what? On what? When mm. that could have gone into either my savings or my retirement fund. So when you literally yes. start visualizing and looking at everything and implementing and touching and, and taking time out, then it does change everything. Yeah, I, I do have a question. And um, before, before I ask my question, I want to make sure that our audience, again, knows to call in because this is great information. Our number here is 646-716-7994. Press pound one to speak. Now, to, as a, a, a business owner, this is one thing that I've really been wrestling with. And I know a lot of, um, you know, novice and, and, and emerging business owners have been wrestling with the same thing. You know, it's very expensive to start a business um, in order to leave a legacy for your family. You know, it's your intention to build a business, but it seems that, you know, we're spending way more than we really possibly should or um, is, is advisable for a business that may not return the investment. Um, is there, in your, in your knowledge, is there a way that a business owner can build um, their business and build their wealth um, wisely? Because it, it just seems like there are so many uh, coaches and, and trainers out here who are so willing to take our money but, you know, are really, really not giving us what we need to grow our businesses. I completely understand. That's a great question. That's that's a great question because we do have a lot of coaches out there, and, and at times you feel as though, what is the value of this? I just spent $2,000 on what? Um, I'm going to tell you, as whether you are, if you're a novice uh, business owner and you want to transition into something that um, is so desirable to your heart, you hear a lot of people say, just do it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not the type of person who live by excuses. I'm a no excuses, just results type of person who at times people tell me I have no compassion. However, when it comes to a business, I know how it is firsthand. And I will tell you this, transition very slowly into your new business. It's, we, we see these big pictures and we visualize, and some of us even do these vision boards where they have this huge office and everything that they want inside, and that's great. However, you have to take one step at a time. Don't just quit your existing business. I always tell people, use your job to finance your dream. So use that income that you have from your current uh, employer to finance a dollar at a time into your business and have a plan. Don't just say, I want to open up a clothing shop, and then you, next thing you know, you, you order $2,000 worth of apparel, and now you have no one to market to. You literally have to have a plan for yourself and sit down with someone, find a mentor that's going to lead you um, every step of the way. But don't just do everything overnight. You have, I was just reading a story about um, uh, one of the, the previous owners of FUBU, Damon. And um, he's on Shark Tank. And he right. was saying how, he, yeah, he was saying how even when he had FUBU for the first five years, he was still a server at Red Lobster. 
and he had a clothing yes, line. Yes. He had a clothing line. And people automatically think, oh, just because you opened this business, you have all this money coming in. No, you need to go ahead and balance out your time. Maybe you put a little, a few hours into your business the first six months, and then you gradually increase as you decrease with your employer. And you don't have to begin with a lot of um, overhead. You have Microsoft, you have Apple, you have so many huge firms that are in existing now that started in a garage. Don't instantly start out. Yeah, don't instantly start out huge. If you're going to create a plan, follow it. The worst thing you can do is literally write everything down and, and discard it, just throw it in the garbage. You have to be creative with your time. We look at people like Oprah Winfrey and, and, and others and wonder how could they do it. They have the same amount of time as we do in a, in a day, same amount the 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 key is to make sure that there's time management and not believing what other people are telling you and start living life as though you see fit for yourself. So if it takes you a couple of years or five years or even ten years, you will get it. You will get there. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I you know, one of the things and I think it's kinda of coming out now where there are a lot of online um you know business gurus who kind of give you a false uh, impression of, of how it really is. And it's coming out now that, you know, they're not making as much money as they say they are. They're not living the life that they they uh, pretend like they are living. You know, when they say six figures, they never really come out and say, you know, $100,000. They come out, it's six figures, meaning 1000 plus the two numbers behind the decimal point. You know, that's six figures. <laughs> So I mean, That's really, a good point. It's, well, yeah, it's an illusion. They're not they're not doing as well as they say they are. So you know, your point about going slowly and and working your job while you work your business and, and taking it slow and let your business finance your let your job finance your business is is the right way. And yeah, it does take a long time. There is no shortcut. So you know what? You know, and is your and I'm sorry, as you're talking about no, online, no, you. You, as you're talking about online, it's it's a bittersweet deal when it comes to online. Now, if you use it the right way, you can use it toward marketing what your product or, or service is. It can be really beneficial for you if you learn how to utilize it the right way. However, social media can also it can it it can really insult you at times and hurt your feelings and make you feel as though you're not living up to your full potential if you start comparing yourself to that Instagram account or that Facebook account that you see someone else is doing and you are so right when you say well they say well I make six figures is it truly six figures cuz you people live uh behind this facade that they're doing everything and then when you meet them you're like, are you kidding me? I'm doing just as well as you are, if not better. I, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, when it comes to your business, even when it comes to your finances, don't compare yourself to anyone else. This is your reality, and you have to address your reality. And, and that's another step that you have to do, not just changing your mindset, coming to grips with your reality. And what does your reality say to you? Does it say that if I continue to save or invest, um, I'm I'm going to be wealthy how um, I want to be according to my plan, or does your reality say that I'm really a broke baller? 
that I'm living from paycheck to paycheck or I can't even make it on Monday and I don't want to go into work, but I have to go because I have to pay my utility bill. What does your reality actually say? Does it say that I want to get out of debt, but your practices say otherwise? You have to really come to the reality of um, your goals and, and what that entails. You can't continue to lie to yourself about your finances. Yeah, so, all right, so we're, we're a broke baller. We understand that, <laughs> and <laughs> we get it. But, but, okay, so now we want to change, so, and we're changing our mindset. We're getting a grip on reality. What is the first practical step that we should make with our dollars? The first practical step is to start saving. Stop saying that you don't have enough to save. I don't care if you make five, if you earn $500 every week. You can save at least 10% of that. So start saving for yourself. If you automatically put it away, then you don't see it, as opposed to you putting it into your, the bank yourself. I always tell people that saving is more psychological than physical. And what I mean by that is I can give you $50 to in your hand and then you deposit it into your savings account. But then psychologically you have to say this is going toward a bigger picture, not for my weekend excursion. So the first thing you need to do is once you get a grip on the changing the mindset and coming to reality, think about how much you can save. Paying yourself first. And what you need to do, included in your budget, of course, at the very top, um, if you tithe or zakat or whatever offerings you give, your charity, uh, pay yourself your mortgage. And when I say pay yourself, I mean towards your savings account, your mortgage. Look at it as this. If you, you cannot go to your mortgage company and say, you know what, I don't have it this month. I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and just stay in this house for a minute and I'll pay you next month when I get $2 to rub together. They would say, absolutely not. So if you, if you would not do that toward your bills, why would you do that toward yourself? Why would you commit that financial abuse toward yourself? Cause that's what you're doing. You are abusing yourself financially when you don't put yourself first, because you have mm. to think about this down the line, who's going to take care of you. We always hear about the, you know, they do the, the, the airplane um, example when the flight is going down, you cover your face before you cover your neighbor's face. And it's hard for me because I'm a parent, and I always think about my, my child first. But they say, take care of yourself first. I'm going to tell you this. I sat down with a client who wanted me to um, withdraw some funds from her um, retirement fund, her, her uh, 457 account. She's a teacher. And I asked her why. She said, well, my, my, my son is going to college, and I don't want him to graduate with debt. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do for retirement? You know you cannot take out a loan for retirement. He can take out a loan for, student, for, for his, um, his education. You're, you're neglecting yourself. So you, you really have to start thinking about yourself and saving and not just putting the money away, but letting it stay there. Once you do that, then you go into retirement and start looking at different retirement accounts that you can invest in. If it's your employer, your 457 or your 403B or your 401K, and try to max it out as much as possible. If you say, well, by here, I can't do that. You and I both already know that I don't make that much money. 
Well, how much do they match? Do they match 100% of the first 3%? Start out there. You have to start out somewhere. We all crawled before we walked, before we ran, before we rode a bike, before we drove a car. We started somewhere, and it only takes one step. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Mahia, I know we, we have to let you go, but I want to make sure that our audience knows how to reach you, how to contact you, you know, if they want to know more about um, what you're doing. How, how do we get in touch with you? Well, I am throughout social media, um, Bahia Shabazz, and it's B-A-H-I-Y-A-H-S-H-A-B-A-Z-Z, and that's the same as my website. And they can also visit throughout social media, um, Brown Girls Do Invest, so that they can take a look at us and what we're doing, especially if they want to know how to invest um, in stocks, mutual funds, uh, retirement plans, as well as have multiple streams of income. And we don't just talk about that. We talk about prior to that as well. How can you eliminate your debt so that you can start investing? Because let's face it, we, we need to start investing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a statistic. And this was um, a research with Prudential. And it was a women in financial planning. And believe it or not, 86% of women say they do not know how to invest or choose a financial product. 86% do not know how to invest or choose a financial product. That is huge. It is. That is huge. That's what, that's, that, that number is ridiculously high. And we can bring it down through education. You don't have to be a prodigy in order to eliminate your debt. You don't have to be a prodigy in order to invest. All you have to do is pick up a book. I don't care if you go to the library. I don't care if you um, download it on your, your Kindle or even purchase it from Amazon. Start reading and start educating yourself, pulling up Wall Street Journal, um, Barron's, visiting different sites as well as going to different uh, workshops and start asking questions. Don't be embarrassed about your money. You will be amazed at how many people are, are walking around with the same questions as you have. But they can find me on social media, um, Bahia Shabazz, as well as Brown Girls Do Invest. I would love, love, love for them to reach out and ask any questions they may have. Well, thank you so much, You're welcome. Shabazz. You have You're been welcome. just a, a, a wealth of inf- information um, we want to make sure that our audience knows. Please uh, reach out to her on Facebook and Twitter and, and online on her beautiful website. Um, thank you so much. You've got to go, but I will be here for another few minutes. Have a wonderful day, Ms. Bahia Shabazz. And you I as well. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> thank thank you. you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been such a wonderful, um, gosh, enlightening uh time with Bahia Shabazz and I you know, I really have to admit, man, I am in that eighty six percent. I mean, I you think, wow, you know, you you're educated, you work and you have opportunities to save, but you know, you things come up, you know, bills come up or, or you know you just unexpected things. But, you know, it's no excuse. There is no excuse. You know, don't hide. I can't hide I cannot put my head in the sand any longer. Um, this conversation has really opened my eyes and, and just let me realize that, you know, it's not as hard, it's not as scary as I thought. 
And I'm sure that many of you feel the same way. You know, you don't want to admit, um, you don't want to face that financial boogeyman that's out there. Um, you don't have control. You don't have power. And, it, you know, you try to hide it with clothes and designer labels and cars and, you know, even a big house. But, you know, when you go to bed at night and you don't have that peace of mind, you're worried about, you know, will my lights be on tomorrow when I get home? Will my cable be turned off? You know, will they find out that I, I can't afford the tuition for my child's school? When those things pop up, you know it's time to make a change. You know, it's time to make a change. And let's let's not make it a stigma anymore. The finances need to be um, talked about. And when we talk about it, like Bahia suggests, when we have a conversation, when we court our finances, they become less scary. They become less of a taboo topic because, you know, we're facing it. We're talking about it. We're addressing reality. And, you know, that 86% of women who don't know about, um, you know, financial uh, savings, you know, who to listen to, who to talk to about finances, that, that's, a true, that's a true number. But as she suggested, now let's pick up the Wall Street Journal. Let's pick up Barron's. Let's, you know, go to the meetups that talk about investing and finances. And let's open up the conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's make it part of our daily lives, um, building our financial wealth and, you know, leaving a legacy for our children. You know, how many people die without having anything to leave for their children. So I hope you have gotten a lot from this as much as I have. Um, I want to thank our producer. We're going to end early because our, our producer can't get on right now, but I want to thank Ms. Jacqueline Taylor Adams and Mr. Jason Moore for allowing me to be a host of this amazing show, this talk radio show. And, Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney, um, we want to make sure, I want to uh, tell you that Beyond Talk goes beyond talk to compel you to strategically do. I am your host, Faith Moore McKinney, and I'm a personal media and brand strategist. This is the official radio broadcast of the Black Economic and Entrepreneur Development Conference, an expo. We do have to take a break real quick, but... Um, when we come back, we will wrap it up. Right back with Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney. Okay, we're waiting for our commercial. So let's see if we can get it going here. Okay, so while we're waiting for our commercial to start, I want to make sure that we know um, this is June and it's Black Music Month, month for uh, Juneteenth. Uh, June is, uh, guys, the beginning of summer. I don't know about you, but with June and with the heat and with with the summertime coming, I want to, um, I always feel like, wow, this time is going by really fast. And so what am I doing to make my life, Count. You know, as these months go by faster and faster, this is my 50th year, even though I tell everybody I'm 29, please don't tell anybody else. But time really does 
go by very, very quickly. And this is one reason why, you know, what our guest, Bahia Shabbat, has mentioned today about financial um, wellness and wealth building is very poignant because, you know, at this stage in my life, I should have a pretty good nest egg. And as it is now, I don't have as much as I want to have. So let's think about what books are we reading in order to um, educate ourselves about financial fitness, about financial wealth. And, you know, I really recommend um, Bahia's book to everyone. And, you know, especially for our African-American women, it's Women Building Wealth. And it's designed for women who want to succeed and leave a legacy because women are influential in household spending, reducing debt and supporting others, but they're not confident in maintaining a worthwhile existence. So who says that it isn't possible for women to have it all while taking control of their lives, including their money? So women can have anything they want as long as they have clarity about the future and understanding about their past. And believe me, the past does have a huge role in how we perceive our money, how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive and take care of ourselves and we take care of of others. And as women for years, you know, I have struggled with balancing my life from financial abuse to accountability. You know, I've really, I really have. So never did I think that I would share this with you, you know, bringing this out into the open, but this is truly something that is dear, near and dear to my heart. So check out uh, Bahia Shabazz's Woman, uh, Woman Building Wealth. So I am ready for this commercial. Let's get it going. You are listening to Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney. wrap it up in about five minutes. I want to thank um, Jacqueline Taylor-Adams for producing our show and Mr. Jason Moore for all of his support. Um, thank you to our guest, Bahia Shabazz, for such a wonderful, um, wonderful information. Thank you so much for pioneering and, and spearheading this movement. Even though, you know, we've always talked about money, we've, as far as we know we need it, but we don't necessarily do what we need to keep it, need to do to keep it. So thank you so much, audience, for tuning in to Beyond Talk with Faith Moore McKinney. Uh, thank you. Uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, take care. Good night. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.